Dynamic duo of Herb Lawrence and Chris Tannehill. Those two are like a tag team, you know? Come with me to Southside of Chicago. Hi, this is Jim Tomey, and the best White Sox talk is on Locked On Sox podcast with Tanny and Herb. Hello, and welcome back to Locked On Sox. My name is Herb Lawrence. You can follow me on Twitter. It is at Ecknerwall23. Chris Tannehill is at Chris Tannehill and our show is at Locked on Socks. And thank you for making Locked on Socks your first listen of the day. And Locked on Socks is free and available on all platforms, including Locked on Socks on YouTube. If you want to leave us a voice message, 312-566-8727 is the way you can do that. Locked on Socks at gmail.com. That is Chris Tannehill. How you doing? There's no game. So no Bill Walton. He's got a day off in your closet. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's episode tree turdy tree today uh, for Locked On Socks. Happy Friday! Congratulations, you made it. If you're listening out there, and uh, we're brought to you today by Spotify Green Room. Download the Spotify Green Room app and find one of our Locked On rooms. So, what uh, you know, Herb and I were 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 busy beavers here this evening as we led uh, led up to the recording of today's show. Uh, what took you so long? Who kept you so long from me? Don't don't they know that that's our time here in the evening? Someone kept you from me tonight, and I'm not happy about it because it's later it's, than I thought. It's our time. It's our time. <laughs> um, I was on with the smoke room. With uh, King Mac on Bad Guy Radio, King Mac on uh, White Sox Twitter. Me and the brothers are just uh, <laughs> chopping it up real quick. King Mac, Justin, a couple of the guys, C.W. Harris. Uh, we we're just having a good time, Malcolm Riley. Um, just talking about the White Sox and how we're so happy to have this team win in the AL Central. So look for that on Bad Guy Radio, the smoke room. It should be released while this is released. So I'll tweet both of those out. But yeah, I was doing that yourself. I was doing Jason Goff's show, The Full Go. I've been working on that as uh, that thing gets launched, and I think it's already in pretty good shape here. We've had a we're episode ten now, ten episodes deep of The Full Go Jeez. with Jason Goff on Spotify, Spotify Original, and The Ringer. And uh, we had James Fegan on, who covers the Sox for the Athletic. We were just talking about him yesterday, and he shared some great personal stories and sort of told the story of the 2021 White Sox, and he also reflected on some personal highs and lows in his career as we get to know some of the names and faces that cover our, our favorite team. So that was interesting. Also, I got a chance to jump on there with Jason for a couple segments, talked about oh, snap. Yeah, talked about Rodon for a little bit, Just all the stuff that we talked about pretty much at nauseum on the score yesterday and on the show yesterday as well. But it's always great uh, you know, to be a part of Jason's show, and uh, you guys should check that out. Subscribe or follow. That's what we say now. I'm trying to stay current and hip, but follow the full go uh, wherever you get your podcast. So make sure you do that. Give it a nice five-star rating, however the rating is. I don't even know how that works anymore. Do the same for us before you do any of that. All right? Don't get it twisted. Make sure you give our show some love before you go on going elsewhere, okay? Um, but it was a fun show. That's up now. That you know, That's one of those things that – that beat our show to the press, so that's up there now. It posts Sundays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays, three times a week with Jason Goff. Uh, good times. Um, also, I'm doing great because you guys are listening to this, 
and I am most likely in deep sleep, and I'm having uh, dreams of uh, the the many saints of Newark dancing in my head. Uh, Dicky Maltasanti in the in the crew uh, today. I, I've got my ticket. I bought one movie ticket to go see this movie today. I took the day off work. You're actually filling in for me on the Parkinson Spiegel show. Um, mm-hmm. So you know you have a long day on the board there. So I try to make it as easy as possible. So I did all the pre-production ahead of time. So you enjoy your Friday there. Hopefully someone brings in pizza on Pizza Friday. It's a lot of bad info out there. Uh, we have pizza on Fridays, but uh, so that's I'm looking forward to that. And uh, there is a news item here. Uh, Frank Thomas bought the controlling share of the Field of Dreams site. I did see that. It was awesome to see that uh, Frank is all he's got his hands in a lot of businesses and. What an awesome purchase. I don't know why no one else did that, especially after that game we just saw. So, yeah, Frank, get your money right, brother. Because <laughs> it is all. If I don't know if you've been there, it is a great place, if you like the movie or not, just to go and visit. It's in the middle of Iowa. We are all mostly here in Illinois. Three, four-hour drive out there to Dyersville. Have a good time. Have a catch, if you will. Yeah, man. Uh, what better chance to go out there, especially get a chance to meet Frank and see uh, what, what he's going to do with the place. I've never been there. So, yeah, I would love to do that. Maybe the next time the Sox are back there. And uh, why not, man? Imagine one of those guys on the uh, the 1919 Black Sox or the, uh, you know, the and the other teams that were out there. Imagine big Frank coming out of that cornfield. 1994 Frank Thomas getting on base at nearly a 500 clip. Uh, imagine that man walking through uh, the, the corn uh, and having himself a corn game. I think the corn game. Uh, yeah, so that, that's a lot of fun. A big hurt man. Just He had to have just fallen in love being out there with Fox Sports and seeing the White Sox do what they did on the national stage. He just is like, hey, here's, here's a blank check. <laughs> Let me know. Just fill out whatever you're comfortable with and I'll sign my name to it. I mean, it, that's why you love baseball, right? I, I love him for for making that move and uh, frank if you're listening once you're out there getting that thing up and running you've made your your, your changes to the place uh, i'd love to have you on the show and talk about it and uh, get some people out there to the site man because that's that's awesome you know we've already got frank's tom yeah, everything frank thomas behind me here the the vidya game and the sneakers up here and it was funny because i tweeted a, a video i tried to uh, get a little love from frank i tweeted my own video that i made on my phone it's it's frank uh in the uh, home run derby at, at arlington uh, in the All-Star game was at 95 and, uh, or 94. It was 95, I think, and uh, he, he's the, the one where he won it. And I tweeted a video of that, spliced it in with uh, with Shoeless Joe hitting one out of the park in, in the Field of Dreams movie, Ray Liotta batting from the incorrect side. Uh, so I tweeted a little fun video of that as a congratulations. Uh, no retweets or likes from the Big Hurt, but he did, uh, ironically, he, uh, he did like a tweet from our man, John Ye Kest, a big supporter of the show here. And uh, John Ye tweeted to Frank, I hit my first out-of-the-park home run in those cleats that you're wearing in that video as a kid. Greatest cleats ever made. Please retro these at Reebok. And, of course, Frank, always trying to get the money right. He made sure to like that one. But Reebok better pay the man because the last time they retroed his sneakers, I think he had a little cease and desist for Reebok because they did not consult the Big Hurt before they put those sneakers out there. So those were off the market real quick. But I got... I managed to get one or two, a pair. You see it? Yeah. Did you? Uh, do you think uh, they're gonna have Nugenics at the uh, gift shop? Oh, they better, man. <laughs> Nugenics total T. You know what? 
She'll like it too. <laughs> she will. And also, you know, <laughs> I just got that. Someone responded uh, to my tweet with that, and I didn't understand it, but hearing you say it, now I get it. Someone responded to my video with she'll like it too, and I had no idea what that meant uh, until the way you just said it right now. So thank you for that. That was a little slow today, eh? Uh, yeah, get yourself a big hurt candy bar in that gift shop maybe. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it's a beautiful thing. Uh, congrats to Frank Thomas for uh, – for that investment, uh, which should, uh, I mean, it should just be a cash cow if uh, MLB handles that properly. Uh, there's another newsy item here. Uh, I don't know if you caught any of that Astros game tonight, Herbie, but the, the, Ast- the Astros' magic number to maintain home field advantage in the ALDS is now down to one because they beat the Rays tonight. And really, uh, a 3-2 to two game was a low-scoring game. The Astros' lone uh, runs of the game coming off the bat of a three-run bomb by Carlos Correa. So they beat the Rays 3-2 to two down in Houston, and, and they clinch officially their playoff spot. They've got three games with the Athletics this weekend. So a lot can happen. The Sox have three games with the Tigers, but uh, it's not looking good. They just they need a combination of one Sox loss and one Astros, uh, or not even, just they just need to win one time or have the Sox lose one time, and they've got that first-round home field sewed up. But I will say this, though, about those Astros. You know, Lance McCullers pitched a hell of a game last night, only giving up four hits on two runs to Tampa. But the the Astros are not playing inspired baseball heading into the postseason. And I don't know if that's going to have any bearing on how this thing shakes out because, as we said, for better or for worse, it all starts over. So if they're not feeling like they're playing their best brand of baseball – It'll start over for them, and and they can wipe the slate clean. But if that's, I think the Sox are playing a little bit better brand of baseball than the Astros are heading into the postseason. So, I don't know if that'll mean anything, Herb. But uh, that's where we're at with it right now. Yeah, when we were talking on the smoke room with the guys, some of them were like, "Man, this is the team I didn't want to see. The Astros are tough." But I was like, out of all the teams that are making the AL playoffs, the Astros are probably the team I want to see the most. Yeah, they beat the White Sox overall five to two in the season series. But remember, we didn't have our full lineup back then. So when that sweep in Houston, I don't think that counts. Go up against Luis Robert now, boys. See what Aloy can do with you. See when we got the top six out there. And Gavin Sheets, I don't think, was there at that time either. So, yeah, I would love to go against the Astros rather than the Rays or the Yankees. Maybe the Boston Red Sox, who just lost two or three to the Baltimore Orioles. But the Astros, I would love to see them, and I think the White Sox fat, uh, match up favorably against them. I mean, Lance McCullers has beat them twice, but otherwise, I'm ready for Framil Reyes or Valdez, and I'm ready for Zach Greinke. Let's eat. Careful, Fran Framil Reyes might come out there and start acting like a weirdo again. Remember his weird quotes after the after that little incident uh, after Kimbrel came over that little dust up they had where Tony's running out there and Framil w- went on you know a rant about the White Sox about how he's not the one and you, know, you shouldn't mess with him. It's like, dude, man, chill out. Like, no one hits you, no one said anything about you, but he was on the muscle, Framil Reyes. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, man, it's interesting. So they've got a lot of decisions to make through the White Sox with this roster and the White Sox are going to most likely get together today Rick Hahn and Tony and iron out the 26 men that will be representing the south side in round one of the postseason and we Herb and I are going to give our final rosters if we were sitting in those spots that those guys are we're going to give you our rosters that's next after a quick timeout here on Locked on White Sox. And Locked on White Sox is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Thank you, Built Bar, for another great season of your support. You know, 
Built Bar's got so many delicious flavors, Herb. There's something for everyone. When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their favorite flavors, as you know I am with the German chocolate. Uh, but if you don't know, if you never had a Built Bar, Herb, what are some of your favorite flavors if uh, you're a first-time Built Bar sampler? What would you recommend? That that uh, cookie dough chunk they just gave out. Oh, just delicious cookies and cream is always great. And with me... I don't necessarily like fudge brownie otherwise, but their fudge brownie with its being under 180 calories is a awesome flavor for me. What about you, Tanny? I know which flavor you like the most. Yeah, man. Uh, German chocolate, as I said, it's a pretty damn good one. But also, you know, uh, I love the the varieties. Like I love like the, the one-offs. Like if you can get one of the puffs, I know they had one of those recently. Uh, those are really good. But yeah, this, this cookie dough chunk is pretty good as well i had one the other night and uh, i'm sort of saving those because i'm worried i'm going to do a lot of stress eating during this postseason so i got to make sure i've got built bars close by so i don't make these bad decisions uh they're always going to fill you up there's 17 to 18 grams of protein in each bar and like you said calorie counts low 130 to 180 in each bar with only hitting four to five grams of sugar that's what you want if you're looking for a healthy delicious snack there's no one better than built bar they're the official protein bar of the u.s track and field team Go to built.com and use our promo code LOCK15. You'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off your order at built.com. All right, Locked on White Sox, we are back. And Tony LaRussa, Coach Tony, and Rick Hahn, they convened today on the south side, presumably. And uh, they're going to get together and they're going to try and iron out the best 26 men for this White Sox team to head into the postseason with. Now, Herb, if you uh, have uh, something to do and you have like a big order of business and something uh, that's that's really important that you got to get done, a really important task, uh, what are you doing? I know I'm starting my day with a little Cafe Bustelo. I can't do anything without it. It's my favorite coffee. It's the one in the yellow can uh, that you guys may have seen. It's got a little espresso in there. I can't do anything without that. But if you have a big task at hand, do you have anything that you like to do, any rituals or anything so you know you can focus on what's the most important thing in front of you at that moment? Well, I'm not a big-time coffee drinker necessarily, but when I do drink coffee, I like to have a nitro cold brew with a shot of espresso or Mm. just a quad espresso just to get me focused and get right for the day. Um, And it works. I think, you know, not being a coffee guy and not doing it every day, it works wonders on me. I'm not jittery, but it works. It's like, oh, yeah, I got it. I'm focused. I'm ready to go for the next probably 10 to 12 hours what about are you jittery if you're not jittery, no are you not j- at all are that's you- weird it's i'm not jittery at all i'm just regular i'm much more aligned with my chakras i feel like the coffee and the and the espresso is working in concert with my body and it knows like okay we don't have this often so we're not craving it every day but also when we do have it it does its job properly so yeah i'm a i'm a regular like i don't do it like with uh like lawrence home show sometimes i gotta talk on that when i know i gotta do a read or something like that i'll get a a shot of espresso just to make me write yeah. i can't do it for this but as, as you know we'll be up i know you can't do drink coffee after like four and then you'll be up uh, all night <laughs> yeah i definitely if i know we have a late show like i i you know for the most part whenever we're doing a show of the socks are at home I'm always drinking coffee in the afternoon. I need it because you can definitely go back and listen to these shows. You can tell when I've had it and when I haven't. I'm just like, you know, I, you know, sputtering over everything and it's very laid back. But I feel good tonight because I've been working pretty much all day. But I don't think you heard me. I asked if you were, if you were jittery earlier. If you were yes, giving, I did hear giving you. out, I just skipped 
if you're giving ideas. out gift baskets afterwards, huh? Yeah, I just, <laughs> Yikes. Really? So you would think Rick Hahn and, and Tony, they're meeting uh, nice and early in the morning. Unless I was thinking about that Seinfeld episode where, you know, uh, Morty, Jerry's dad, uh, works with at the Peterman catalog and they, they want to phase him out. So they start holding their meetings late at night because he gets a little cranky after five o'clock. So I'm wondering if Rick Hahn wants to optimize his roster to his liking if he's uh, out here holding a, a late night meeting with Tony to get him to fall asleep while he's doing this <laughs> roster. But I think this is pretty easy, man. Like, you know, yep. th- this this. Roster is pretty clear cut. You get twenty six men. Uh, I, you know, remember from last season they added that up from twenty five and twenty nineteen. So that's one of the rules they decided to keep this season. So I, I'm a big fan of that. It makes it a lot easier. But still, there were some tough choices here. So Herb and I are going to go down this roster and, uh, and and give you our best twenty six guys. And I think really the meat of this conversation will be obviously at the last final two or three guys here because obviously it's just a formality. Uh, going through uh, the 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 most of these guys here, so we'll we'll just start at the top, and uh, you know I don't think there'll be many disagreements here. But uh, TA obviously, I, I, I've mm-hmm. got my basic lineup here. I think for game one as well, so we'll do it that way at least for my side. What I yep. think they'll look like: uh, TA leading off, Luis Robert in center, Jose Abreu playing first, Yasmani Grandal hitting fourth. And catching the reason I have him there is to just give you the righty lefty look there going up against the the right handed Zach Granke. So I, I don't know uh, if you agree with him. I know we did the lineup thing already with with Grandal, but uh, that's where I have him hitting mm-hmm. fourth. Uh, Eloy hitting behind him five, playing left field. Uh, Yon Moncada playing third base, hitting behind Eloy. Uh, Gavin Sheets. Going up against the lefty at DH. Now, I also have Andrew Vaughn on my roster. I think that's a pretty easy decision. I think it'll basically be a platoon situation. Vaughn will go against the lefties, but Sheets will be my guy against the righties, which will be the first two guys in the Astros rotation. And then uh, at the end here, Cesar Hernandez at second and Adam Engel in right field. So that's my lineup one for nine. That's 10 total guys here so far in the early going. What do you think about that lineup construction? Because I know you don't differ, uh, you know, uh, with any of those guys being on the roster, I would think. None of the guys on the roster, I would just change a couple things. And I'm fine with Aloy Bet in fifth. I would just switch him and Mankata because Mankata gets on more. I would, of course, want Mankata hitting earlier in the lineup, but Luis Roberts on one right now, as the kids say. So leave him at second in the lineup. Uh, yeah, that's, um, that, that was my logic because I think if we, we did the lineup a week ago, Robert wasn't that high, but you got to ride the hot hand right now, and he's you got to get him as many opportunities as possible. And that's not where I see him. I don't know where I see him in this lineup like five years from now, but uh, hopefully it's like third. at three or four. Yeah, but yeah. right now <laughs> i got to get him more at bats, get him up top because he's playing lights out. He's one of the best players in baseball right now. So And then – I would hmm. – it's tough for me right now, and it's amazing, to sit Larry Garcia down. So I, – I I hear that, yeah. Either he's starting in right field or he's starting in second base for me. And whichever Ingle or Cesar you want to sit down, have him sit down because Larry Garcia has to be in the lineup right now. Yeah, I don't know how other people feel, but he's he's on one. No, he might be. Listen to Tony. Tony's been raving about him. I, I think it's in play, and I don't necessarily agree with it because you have to remember, folks, you're going by who's playing the best baseball right now, and we were just ranting and raving on how great Liuri's been last night on the show. 
And I totally get that. And I and I only really have Engel in the lineup uh, for defense because we have not seen a lot from him offensively since he came back, and he's been so inconsistent and can't get on the field, can't stay on the field. So I really have no problem with that, uh, actually. I think that's actually a pretty good call. So, yeah, Liuri out in, uh, in right field for you uh, would leave Engel on your bench, I would assume, to, to lock a game down uh, eighth inning on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Have him either in right or left field and Billy Hamilton as the other guy. So, yeah, I'll so, be fine with either way. So Billy also makes my right, team. Billy's, surprise, surprise. B- Billy's on my team as well. Uh, he has tools, and he's got a skill set. You know, he can win you a game late with his base running, and he can basically really, really uh, make that outfield a lot smaller. I know it's less significant with those Crawford boxes in left field, but as Stoney, I think, I don't remember if he was saying it on the score today or during the game last night, you can sort of shade everyone over a bit because you have guys that can cover so much ground. You can cheat almost. And that, that left center field and right center field gets a little a treacher, treacherous out there, so you want to have those guys out there, and I think it still will make a difference. You may not see a difference going you know, all the way back to the wall, but once you get into those little crevices right there, you're going to want guys mm-hmm. with speed who can back each other up. So uh, I have those guys as well locking down a game in the eighth and ninth inning, hopefully if you have a lead. All right, so let's go to the pitching staff before we get to the uh, final bench, okay? Uh, my game one starter is Lance Lynn. What about you, Herb? I'm in lockstep with you. Lance Lynn has earned the game one start in Houston for me. Uh, I would agree, and that doesn't mean that Giolito has not earned it. I think he probably, if you're going by who's pitching the best right now, it's probably Giolito. But I kind of like giving Lucas a little kick in the ass in Game Two. It's like, oh, you don't think uh, you know? You probably should be starting Game One, but you're my Game Two guy. Go ahead and prove me wrong. Go, ahead, you know what I mean? Like, go out there, yeah. and he's pitched really well against the Astros in his career, and he's your guy in Game Two. You feel you got to feel great about that. Remember his postseason success on the road last year. Granted, no fans in Oakland, but still uh, an uneasy environment to to pitch in your first playoff appearance there on the road. So I, I love Giolito in Game Two. Obviously, he's on my roster as well. So Lynn Game One, Giolito Game Two. Lynn, I think the reason for the Game One start is just experience, and you feel like he knows exactly what he has to do to get ready for it. That little back issue aside, I think you know with the amount of rest, he should be good to go. He's going to pitch this week. Weekend. So we'll see what we get out of Lance this weekend, and maybe that could change uh, our stance here on who pitches game one. But I assume no setbacks, and I assume this is a guy who's going to be really amped up in game one of a postseason, and I'm looking forward to that. Uh, it's the things that Lance Lynn's going to say on national television about a team who he <laughs> probably doesn't like, I'm guessing, just speculating um, from his time in the AL West. And uh, finishing out the starting rotation, I do have Dylan Cease starting. Now, a lot can happen. I think it's kind of, I don't know if it's pointless to talk about who is going to start a game four because I think we're both pretty consistent here that depending no matter what, uh, whether the Sox are down 0-2, up 2-0, tied at 1, I think I'm pretty comfortable with Dylan Cease taking the ball at home. Yeah, me too. Um, as Stoney and a lot of people have said, he has the best stuff on the team. And all that is stopping Dylan Cease from being – one of the best pitchers in the major leagues is himself mindset. And he's kind of turned that on this year where he's not letting things bother him within the start. He's letting that stuff go. And I would love to see that next progression in the postseason when Dylan sees gets a ball at home at a raucous uh, guaranteed rate, everybody wearing black and he feeds off that energy and strikes out like 12 
Astros in six innings. Yeah, lots of Al Bunny for Dylan Cease, I think, in that situation, putting that hand back in his pants as he's one to do. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. but you know, there's one more question here. So I do have Rodon on the roster, obviously, and you know, if you can put two and two together, that means that Rodon is not pitching for me in any one of these first three games, and I feel okay with that decision. I feel pretty confident the Sox can get to a game four. I don't think they're going to sweep or get swept. So I, I like Rodon going for as long as he can take me in game four. What about you? He's on your roster, right? He is on my he is on my roster because theoretically he has swing and miss stuff. But if I got to go, <sighs> it's so hard. <laughs> I've, sucks, I've, I've gone through this one with Raylo and him. The only reason why I go with Rodon over Raylo is Rodon's success in the two starts he's pitched for us Houston this year. Um, I know he had 100-mile-per-hour stuff then, and his slider was back foot every time, not hanging. But maybe sometimes you just have a team's number. Sai Chen had ours, and that's what he's pitching like right now with his 91-mile-per-hour fastball <laughs> and his slider hanging over the middle that no one could do anything with. Maybe the Astros will be like Cincinnati Reds. They only get one hit in five innings. So, yeah, man. Rodon, five innings. Give me five. Okay. We'll go in the. We'll go the rest of the way with uh, Kopech, Crochet, and whoever else needs to go. Uh, it, Tempura. Yeah, and again, yeah, here he is. Tempura. Again, this is a lot of this is predicated on it. What transpires in those first three games like there's a lot of different pathways here so I don't want to have a a plan for piggybacking because you never know how the hell you're going to get out of these games so but yeah I like Rodon at home against the Astros Astros like pretty much a different team once they were on the south side this year in a, in a, in a pretty it's gonna be a pretty hostile environment for them you know they had the blow up trash cans going on the south side last time they were there and they looked really different from when we saw them in Houston so I like my chances with Rodon just give me three big fella give me one time through the order uh, go uh, as, as hard as you can and then we'll have a plan after that if it's got to be uh, Raylo backing you up or whatever it is uh, that, that we'll figure it out if we get there okay so uh, so that's Lynn, Gilito, Cease, Rodon as my starters. Now let's get to the bullpen, Herb. Um, let's go. Let's start from the back end on uh, onto the low low leverage guys. Obviously Liam Hendricks and the Liam Hendricks versus Kimbrel thing. Now we've talked about this a lot since July, and I have maintained for well over two months now. Ninth inning, once that door opens, it's going to be Craig Kimbrel coming out there, sweet child of mine. I'm not so sure about that now. I'd love to see it this weekend to see if it looks any different. Now, Craig Kimbrell has not been terrible of late, but we just have not seen him in in a ninth inning in a a while. So I can't, in good faith, put him out there in the ninth inning in the postseason if we haven't seen it. By by that time, it's going to be weeks, you know, since the Red Sox series. So I don't feel great about that, and I hate to backtrack, but a lot of this you're trying to ride the wave of what's happening now. And play the hot hands now, and I, I think in the ninth inning, maybe even the eighth and ninth inning, Liam Hendricks is my guy. What about you? Yeah, I I, I would uh, say that same thing. I would love for the Craig Kimbrell that was pitching for the Cubs to show up. He's shown glimpses of the guy, but he's not consistent enough to see exactly what I, uh, that I saw with the Cubs. So, yes, Liam Hendricks lately has been lights out, and it was that – was a wake-up call. You know, the month of August wasn't really great for him. The month of September, Liam Hendricks has been lights out. I hope it continues. He's got that that spark under him, and he can probably see the finish line. He's ramping it up, and he's doing a great job. And yeah. that 
fire he gave the other day after shutting down Detroit in the ninth is exactly what I need to see. Man, he's got the extra vendetta going against the Astros. I worry about him being too amped up, but for him, that's not always a bad thing. But you want you don't want those those breaking balls to be fifty seven footers out there either. You know what I mean? So hopefully mm-hmm. he can reel it in a bit uh, enough. Are you a guy? Are you a team uh, no Kimbrel at all type of guy? In uh, if if you're up late, are you uh, one of those people, or how do you feel about just his usage in a postseason series? No, he's he's my eighth inning guy, my setup guy, my right handed guy that I'm gonna use until he proves me wrong okay so he's if there's a one run game in the eighth inning and we've used Dumpota, used the other guys yeah i'm going to him. i i feel that that nasty guy's in there he's in there somewhere and so i would have to have him what would what would you say no yeah i i agree like you don't want to because you still have him you hate to manage this year for next season but you got Craig Kimbrell on your payroll next season too, and if you don't put confidence in him and still confidence him in, in this postseason, and you just don't pitch him when you have a lead, I think you will lose this man permanently because you've almost already lost him to this point. So yeah, he's my eighth inning guy, clean eighth inning, please, Coach Tony. Mm-hmm. That's what I would implore: a clean eighth inning. All right, so we're we're lockstep on that eighth and ninth, Kimbrell and Hendricks in the ninth. Um, my lefties, uh, I've got of course Aaron Bummer is there. And Garrett Crochet also on the roster. I, th- I don't think there's any discrepancies there between you and I. Crochet has really put himself together a really nice season here. And to have two left-handed options like that, when you have Jordan Alvarez out there, like that's a pretty good uh, – that's an uptown problem right there. So I like that if you got to get out of an inning late – or excuse me, if you have to get out of an inning early – uh, against Alvarez, uh, if let's say like in the fourth or fifth, you have Crochet right there to finish off an inning. I love that as an option. That's really damn good, in my opinion. Uh, so we, we, we mentioned Tempura. Tempura. Uh, and Michael Kopech, obviously, on this roster as well. And, you know, he will be used in any number of ways they need him. But they need him. And I don't know if it's for an opener. I don't know if it's to piggyback Rodon. I don't know if it's to bridge Lynn and Giolito with some of these guys we mentioned already, but Kopech obviously is a huge part of this, and it's going to be one of the ways I think this series will be won or lost is Michael Kopech's usage and his performance in this series. So, And then so that leaves two more guys for me in the bullpen. I do have Ronaldo Lopez on this roster, Herb. What about you? Yeah, he has what you have swing miss stuff. So he's available to get somebody out or in that – Rodon start if it doesn't go like we plan he can come in the game and give you some innings that you need and not just eat up innings a guy that can get you from the third to the seventh with minimal damage done and I can't believe him and Lurie have proven me wrong this year they've turned themselves into major league baseball players that are not just contributing they're actually striving right now exactly and so that leaves one man left in the bullpen for me so I have 13 pitchers total I've got Jose Ruiz in this bullpen. Um, you probably won't have to use him, but if this game, if you get up by a lot, down by a lot, he's a guy that can get you through uh, at, at the very least an inning from the right side, and it, the stuff is pretty good, and he may keep a team at bay if you're trying to claw back into a ball game, and if you don't want to burn someone for the next day's game, uh, he's a, a relatively good option. Look, no team's you know, pitching staff top to bottom in a postseason is going to be absolutely lights out. I know a lot of people are probably bristling at this, uh, but you're going to hear how the rest of my roster plays out. But I've got Ruiz in my bullpen. Is there anything else uh, from 
your bullpen that's missing here, or uh, what are your thoughts on having Ruiz as a up-by-a-lot, down-by-a-lot guy, which you probably won't use? Yeah, I mean, he can be on the team or not. He's the last guy and barely will be used. If you're up, like you said, by a lot, and you just want to give somebody work where you don't want to use any other guys that you have on the bull- in the bullpen, yeah, Ruiz is getting some pitching but otherwise, no, he's not going to be on the team and pitching well for them when they're in a uh, clutch situation. Hopefully not, Tony. <laughs> yeah. High leverage situations. I know he tried him out earlier, but he's he's not the guy. He's not that guy. Yeah, this is a different postseason than the last time Tony Larusa saw one where he could pretty much just match up man to man. He can't do that here uh, with the the minimum batter requirements here. So. Uh, that leads us to my bench. We mentioned Leury. We mentioned Billy Hamilton. So there's two guys remaining for me on my bench to round out the 26. Now, I had to think about this a lot, and I did some research in years prior to term what is the, the, the protocol here for a situation like this. Now, with, with Yasmani uh, and his knee injury this year, you, you think about what happens if, if he gets hurt and then you're left with one catcher on your roster and what happens if that catcher gets hurt. So I, I thought about putting three catchers on the roster just because, but I looked over the years and people don't really do that. You know, it's just me freaking out, you know, just trying to plan for every scenario because I, I just imagine the White Sox on a national stage like, well, they don't have a backup. Who's your backup catcher right now? You know what I mean? Like that type of situation. So, and frankly, if you're choosing between Zach Collins and Sebi, like really ultimately what does it matter? So I chose to leave one of them off and the catcher I've left off the roster is Sebi. So that means Zach Collins is my guy here backing up Yasmani Grandal at catcher. I think the difference here, Sebi was on track to be my guy for a lot of the season. But as, as Stoney pointed out, I think on the station today, Sebi's defense has really taken a turn for the worse for whatever reason uh, over the last stretch of the season here. And we haven't really seen him a ton. We've seen Zach Collins play ramp up a bit, and I think that tells you everything you need to know. I think he's going to be the guy. And the fact that he can draw a walk for you, Maybe a little bit of pop on a short porch out there in right field in Houston, but Zach Collins is my backup catcher. What about you? Uh, reluctantly, I guess Zach Collins is my backup catcher. Seve didn't do a great job. He didn't do a poor job, but uh, I mean, for me, it doesn't matter because this person's not going to be playing. So I'm trying to think of the other use for this person. And Zach Collins has played some first base in his career, and he's designated hit it, hit it, <laughs> been a hitter, designated hitter for a, a spell. He can walk, so he has one skill that I can <laughs> count on him hey, walking. Maybe, hey, but let's not let's let's, let's revisit his great postseason at bat from the A series. <laughs> oh, Jesus. So hopefully he learned from. I that. mean, <laughs> luckily the guys in and then and then uh, did he face uh. Liam Hendricks? No, or I don't think face, so. Um, I think it, I think it was like um, it was early on, earlier on in that elimination game. Yeah, it was not pretty. <laughs> I have to go back and check that. Maybe at post. Was it Michael Enoa or something like that? <laughs> no, not Michael Enoa. That's we have we credit him for Luis Robert being here, right? Oh, yeah. So yeah, that's I, his workout. I forgot buddy. which former White Sox made him look bad. Oh, was it? Um, you're thinking of Montas. Yes, Frankie Montas, uh, yeah. maybe him. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll look Made that sweet up. love to him. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, see, now you made me lose my roster. Okay, so there's one guy left on this roster, and I, I like 
the look from the left side here on my bench. You never know what can happen. You're looking to play a matchup late in the game, maybe an extra inning game here, and you need someone with a little pop. He's done it before with his walk-off home run this season. I've got Brian Goodwin on this roster, man. He's been a good soldier all year long, and he's put together some pretty good at-bats ever since the moment he got here. Now, hopefully you don't have to be in a situation where you need him, but just for the fact that he's left-handed, uh, I think this is uh, my last man on my roster. Now, you could argue who is the actual last man, whether it's him or Ruiz, but I've got a spot here for Brian Goodwin. Uh, what? How does the rest of your roster round out here? I mean, so – like all the people who are currently on the roster as far as hitters are my guys that are going to make the 13 in the playoffs. So yeah, Brian Goodwin for me would make the roster. Um, Yeah. So, so do we have the same roster then? (laughs) Yeah. The 13 guys they have up there are fine with me. They're actually really good. I think they've turned this and I'll give credit to Rick Hahn, turn this into a not only a good roster, probably great roster. The top six are great. The guys come off the bench are guys who some would start for other teams. Like Adam Engel, if he would stay healthy, would start for this team currently in right field. But and Gavin Sheets is a revelation that they found. And I don't know if that was Frank Minichino or that was uh Jim Chris Johnson down down in AAA. Jim Tomey any of those guys, whatever, they've made this guy into the guy that he is now. And uh, credit to the guys over the, the smoke room who gave me the hit that Chris Johnson worked with him down in AAA too. So Jim told me Chris Johnson, the former Brave, you remember him? Third baseman was kind of pissed at, uh, I think it was uh, Jose Fernandez hitting the home run. That guy is now the AAA uh, batting coach for the White Sox. That's good stuff right there. So, again, once again, we are way too agreeable for this show. But, yeah, those. I think if you look at this roster, it's a pretty damn good postseason roster, as you said. But one thing to tighten up in the offseason, I know we're not going to get quite an offseason talk yet. We'll have plenty of time to do that when we're back to three shows a week after the season. And hopefully, uh, you know, that's not until uh, November. But a uh, backup catcher. Got to tighten that up, uh, I think. A, a defensive-minded catcher, I think, in 2022 would make this roster look a, a lot better, I think, in the postseason. So we'll see what, what happens here. But you never know, man. Anyone could be a hero in the postseason. So uh, that's it. Those, that, those are our guys. So uh, T.A., Robert, Abreu, Grandal, Eloy, Moncada, Sheets, Vaughn, Cesar Hernandez, Engel, Leary, Billy Hamilton, Collins, and Goodwin are my infielders and outfielders. My starting pitchers, Lynn, Gilito, Cease, Rodon, Bullpen, Ruiz, Raylo, Kopech, Bummer, Tapera, Crochet, Kimbrel, and Hendrick. So those are my 26, and Herb seems to agree with me on that, and uh, that, that's what it is, man. So I'll take a quick time out here, and we'll talk about Monday's show. That's next here on Locked on White Sox. Locked on White Sox is brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. We're back and better than ever, folks. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back for another football season. And as always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. You're taking a look at these early lines here, Herb. For this Bears game, the line has moved. We talked about it at being at three points, the absolute minimum for a home team. The Bears, uh, excuse me, the Lions getting uh, three points, but now that it's moved a little bit, Lions now uh, getting just two and a half points here. So that that line has moved. 
So it's a pretty good line here if uh, if you're a believer uh, in the Bears getting it done as uh, Andy Dalton is limited in practice all week. It looks like Justin Fields is going to get up the ball under center again for the Bears. So if you're looking to make a play here, the line has moved to a two and a half. And the over-under here has moved as well, uh, 41 and a half. So apparently uh, the books here had bet online uh, not uh, not thrilled uh, <laughs> with the Bears' most recent offensive performance and also what the Lions have run out there at 0-3. If you had to put money down in this game, Herb, where, where are you going here with Lions plus 2.5? I'm going the under and give me the Lions getting those 2.5 points. Ooh. 100%. Okay. I mean, yeah. I mean, did we see the Cleveland Browns uh, game the Bears just played and the Lions played the Ravens pretty tough, lost to a 66-yard field goal there, and they have the better quarterback. I love Justin Fields, but the court, the coach is not getting Justin Fields a fair shake by actually having a good game plan for him, and I don't think Matt Nagy knows what a good game plan is. So, <laughs> I mean, they've what? The highest scoring output was 20, and part of that was some of the defense on a pick six, so... No, I'm good. I'm All right. real good. I don't see any prop bets here for kneecaps bitten off, Coach Dan Campbell. Uh, they need to update their site at Bet Online. But anyway, you head to Bet Online or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget our promo code locked on to receive your bonus from football basketball boxing right to your favorite vegas casino games don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports bet online where the game starts and we're also brought to you today by our friends at get upside hey it's chris Tannehill and my partner herb lawrence with an incredible app for everyone who buys gas needs to know about get upside our listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or on Google Play right now. Use our promo code BASEBALL and get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore, folks. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use our promo code BASEBALL to get up to 50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as 2 to 3 hundred bucks a month in cash back and there's no catch the cash back gets added to your account you can cash out anytime to your bank account paypal or an e-gift card for amazon and other brands just download the free get upside app and use our promo code baseball to get 50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank that's baseball at get upside all right herb our final show of the week here we look forward to monday the end of the championship season at least the regular season that is and the Sox have three with the tigers and we'll break it all down here on the show, and we will preview the postseason. It's going to be a, a wild week next week, but I, I want to make sure that you guys get your last emails in, last voicemails in for the regular season. And uh, we may have some shows next week where we're looking to, you know, not fill time, but sort of looking up to program these shows. And having emails in the stash is always a good way to do that and make sure we have uh, all the shows filled out for you. We could, you know, possibly flex our muscle and get some big-time guests, but uh, we got some shows to do next week, and we'd love to hear from you guys. I've already put a couple. I've started a couple uh, in the inbox, so we can get to those next week, maybe on Tuesday. But uh, we'll have a schedule for the ALDS and most likely the uh, the pitching matchup. So uh, how can you, the Locked on White Sox listener, not you meaning you, her, but you meaning the people out there listening to me right now, um, only who can prevent forest fires, Serb? 
you have oh, yeah. se- you have selected you, meaning me, <laughs> which is incorrect. The correct answer is you. you. How can you get hold of us for the Locked On Socks mailbag, Kirby? Go to lockedonsocks at gmail.com and write us an email there. Or if you want to send us a voice message, it's 312-566-8727. You're going out Sunday, you said, right? I am. Uh, you looking forward to getting out there saying uh, goodbye to baseball? Because we got to focus now. We get, we're doing these postgame shows on the score in the postseason, so we can't be uh, you know glad-handed at the game. I know Loris is talking about getting a suite, but uh, I, I'm looking forward to, to you saying goodbye to baseball. That should be a fun time on Sunday. You going with Courtney or what? Yeah, Courtney and I, I got two other tickets. Uh, I don't know who else we're going to invite. But, um, yeah, we can't go to the games. I have playoff tickets, so I'm not going to give them away for free like I did the regular season tickets, guys. You, sh- you should not. So no. <laughs> I'm going to try to recoup the money that I have to spend. I'm still vouch- I'm still uh, invoiced for it. I haven't paid for them as yet, but I will be paying for them. As you guys speak, as you're hearing this, I get paid, so I'll be – paying for them so if you want to go and sit in five i think it's 529 or 527 they move my seats a little bit to the right but row eight i believe also two tickets contact me on ecknerwall 23 maybe we can work out a deal i won't charge you too much you know but i'm just trying to get my money back when i'm gonna be spending here so if you want to go to the games you missed out on the raffle i have ds tickets for the first two games or yeah, it'll be first two games if they make it to the second game. Hopefully they don't. They just sweep the Astros and only get that one game. And one game for the CS and one for the World Series, which I might use myself. Uh, unless, yeah. you're just gonna, unless you're going to just blow me out of the water with a big-ass offer. No, I think if they make it to the World Series, I think uh, we are uh, obligated to go. Because that, that makes it easy for me because I don't think my dad's listening. But uh, I, I'm going to hopefully try and take my dad to a World Series game if they're lucky enough to get there. Repay the favor that he did taking me in 05. So you and I can both attend a World Series game. And uh, I'll, be, I'll bring my pops. You can bring whoever. And we will tell Mitch, sorry, man, uh, family first, and we can't do a post game tonight. So I, I think, you know, that that, uh, that that sounds okay to me. Sorry, Mitch. Uh, we'll have to figure out a way to do that uh, efficiently. Uh, not that we don't want to be on the air, but, uh, you know, it's very uh, important to me. But we'll see. We'll, we'll deal with those World Series problems later, hopefully. Uh, this weekend, it's going to be Lynn, Giolito, and Cease going for the Sox. So they're looking to get their final tune-up. Uh, I hope... Uh, Liam Hendricks gets rocked this weekend, gets it out of his system, and then he comes out maybe on Sunday and has a nice one, two, three outing, striking out the side so we can put that behind him. But I feel horrible about him not giving up a run in a month. So I want to see some of these things get out of the way heading into the postseason. But that's all I got. Should be a fun weekend, and we'll talk to you guys on Monday. That is Chris Tannehill at Chris Tannehill on Twitter. Me, Herb Lawrence, Ecknerwall23 on Twitter, and our show is at Locked On Socks, and thank you for making Locked On Socks your first listen of the day. Locked On Socks is free and available on all platforms, including Locked On Socks on YouTube. Go there and subscribe. Hit the notifications bell so you can see when we drop one of these videos. So for Chris, my name is Herb. Thank you for joining us this week. We'll wrap it up on this championship season on Monday, but thank you. Have a great weekend on Locked On Socks.